I'm Tyler. $175,000? Dennering. I'm Connery. I'm in touch with the man, Hanson. And this is a franchise. And today, we're on a new uh, new frontier. <laughs> new spooky frontier. Have we done a, a series that's just two movies before? Uh, our shortest thing was one, and that was a one-off for The Simpsons. So I think <laughs> I think this is our yeah. first like duo adventure. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. you're right, because we're covering The Craft. 1996's The Craft, which is having a sequel called The Craft Legacy oh. in 2020. Well, I'm glad to hear it's a sequel. I, I thought it was a remake or something. Oh, I, I actually don't know. I think it is like a remake <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. But, but with us today, back again after her Legally Blonde 2 episode, mm-hmm. Mary and Amira. Hello, hello. Welcome. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to <laughs> be back. back. Yay. But yes, we're covering a pretty witchy movie, and it's going to be a, a good time. But before we get to it, uh, what's new with everybody? Marion, I guess I'll start with you. Oh, man. Uh, well, I went back to school. Yeah. It was only one class. I only got into one class. Uh, it was an anatomy class, Ooh. and I'm still in it. And I wanted to go back to school to eventually get into physical therapy school so I could be a physical therapist but like I think like two weeks into it I was texting my friend from the company I just got laid off from back in like April I was saying oh my god I almost made so many technical artist jobs but the only thing I'm missing is learning how to code and he said well you have so much time just learn how to code and then getting me to learn how to code is so hard I'm so lazy but once I get into it, I get into it, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, my God, I think I just want to do this. So going into that, going into Exciting. coding boot camp, Ooh, coding nice. boot camp in November, and uh, yeah. That sounds fun. And then I did some research, and I'm just like, how much does a physical therapist make? Yeah. <laughs> $80,000 median salary. Mm-hmm. And then how much does like a software engineer make? I think the most they can make is like six figures, so... Ooh, you can start raking that in. Yeah. Maybe I can start paying off my student loan debt. Hell yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Coding is great. And maybe I can be a millennial who finally owns property. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Or you could just revamp your MySpace page with all that coding knowledge. Oh, my God. I think mine is deleted. (laughs) I haven't I hope mine's deleted. (laughs) In so long. I just... Jesus, MySpace. Oh, my God. The coolest thing I've ever done with my MySpace is probably take out everything. Like, I think I took out the comments so people wouldn't, like, creep up on the comments. Besides, they took up so much space. I didn't like that. Anyway. MySpace, that's a 90s thing. Not really. (laughs) Early 2000s. It was cool when we were in high school. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, is there anything uh, recently that you've been watching or reading? Okay, so I just finished reading Tinseltown. So when when I got into it, when I was reading it, I'm just like, God, when does this take place? Does it take place in like the 40s maybe? But no, it takes place during the silent film era of film. Uh, mm-hmm. 1920s? 1930s? Yeah, the 20s. And it's just so weird. It takes place, the, most, of the, it, most of it takes place in L.A., so then, like, I was looking up some of the addresses, and I'm just like, wow, people lived and died here. It's yeah. so weird. And <laughs> it's just about the murder of a silent film director and how they couldn't figure out who it was for the longest time until somebody had confessed to it in the 1960s, like, as they were dying. Oh, whoa. So. Wow. That was pretty, it was, it was pretty cool to read. What am I watching? Oh my god! Ugh, I hate to admit this. I'm watching Gilmore Girls right now on Netflix. It's that's fine. It's nice. Good. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Someone else just mentioned that. I think it was Chessa, yeah. past and future guest, Chessa Slaya. Yeah. Uh, I think she was also watching Gilmore Girls. It sounds like it sounds like there's a little resurgence. Like is it on like Hulu or something? Like it's easy to access or it's on Netflix. All uh, so the series came out in 2000. And it went on mm-hmm. until 2007 for seven seasons. And then Netflix uh, brought it back. Mm-hmm. It got a little revival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In oh. 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, so what? There's like one or two new seasons? Just, Just one. one. It was a little contentious, yeah. apparently. Oh, okay. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> did, did you like that one, Marion? No, I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I really haven't. So I'm just like, I'm just like, mm, okay. Yeah. Now you bummed I'm her sorry. out. <laughs> I think you can still see the set in Burbank. I think so too. Yeah. How does the theme song go again? It's it's like a. If you're out on the road, feeling lonely and so cold, all you have to do is call my call name. Call my name and I'll, I'll be there, there on the next train. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> Uh, that's another, like, cultural blind spot that I have, and all I really know about Gilmore Girls is that there's, like, a pretty stacked cast of, like, uh, like supporting actors and, like, uh, guest appearances, mm-hmm. right? Like, Yes. The ensemble cast is pretty great. Uh, God, but one of the characters, his name is Kirk. One of my friends from high school mentioned that he was in Guardians, oh. Guardians of the Galaxy, as oh. one of the, the, the crew member guys. Hmm. Oh, is it Sean I, Gunn? Yes! Sean, Sean Gunn is in Gilmore Girls. Yes. Um, along with Milo Ventimiglia, who is like on This Is Us now. Yeah. And that's just like the, it's this is like the eighth build people. He's little <laughs> in, the, in Gilmore Girls. He's dating um, Lorelai's daughter, or is, her, or is that Rory? No, Lorelai's her Rory, name Rory, yeah. Twist, yep. right? Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. She plays the baker and best friend. All you Gilmore heads out there are just rolling your eyes at me. Because I'm just like, oh yeah, these people are in it. I know nothing about it. You should give it a watch sometime. I'm sure Lily will enjoy it. I will. I'll, I'll watch all of it. So just so I, well, not just so, but then I can also listen to the Gilmore Guys podcast. Hey, there you go. Because I think they cover it. There's a podcast? Yeah. There's a podcast for everything. <laughs> yeah. There's a podcast for franchises. It's us. That are covered by friends. Wink. What about you, Connor? Um, I'll talk about one of the latest movies I watched, which was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Recommended by Tyler here. <laughs> None other than me. I was like, mm, I think Connor would like this better than me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I watched it, and I did enjoy myself a lot. It's probably one of the most melodramatic things I've seen in a really long time. It scratched a certain itch Definitely. for me where I was like, I'm, I am enjoying myself a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I expected Frankenstein's monster to just like break into song at some point because it was so melodramatic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like this is like musical written all <laughs> over, like a dumb Jekyll and Hyde musical that exists. <laughs> Tyler, what have you been up to, my dude? Yes. I before I say that, Marion, uh Tinseltown is so that's like a biography kind of thing. It's it's nonfiction. It yes. Nonfiction, it's uh true crime. Nice. I definitely love need to check that out then, because I love old Hollywood stuff. So I will do that. And then also Connery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Craft Legacy is a sequel. Mm-hmm. It only required a simple Google search, which I failed to do when you asked the question. <laughs> it's a standalone sequel. Because I remember from the trailer, uh, spoilers, that there's like someone's holding a picture of Feruza Balk's character. Ooh, okay. So it's like, okay, so she is canon. Nice. But yes, I have been watching spooky movies mm-hmm. because it's spooky month. <laughs> it's October, as we record. <laughs> What song is that? I was trying to do the Haunted Mansion, like... Da, 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 da. It sounded oh. kind of like uh, Joanna from Sweeney Todd. <laughs> I'll think of you, I guess, until the day I die. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot this. that song's already been sung on this podcast. It has. Uh, <laughs> I have been watching spooky movies, uh, particularly the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I am now on installment six, so... Wow. Uh, I just watched Friday Thirteenth Five: A New Beginning, <laughs> and Friday Thirteenth Six: Jason Lives. And I think Jason Lives is probably look like I'm not gonna say I'm like a massive like that. I know all this stuff about horror franchises, and if anything, I'm hesitant to bring up horror franchises because there's definitely the people like that just know a lot. Yeah, about that's why them. we had to skirt around all the horror franchises this this Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I've been avoiding both of them, and also Twilight just took out so much of our. Very of our true. time, but I'm glad we Me did too. it. Jason Lives is a lot of fun. It's really campy. It's on Hulu. I'll get back to you on that. It's on a streaming service. <laughs> I forget where Check I watched around. it. It's a lot of fun. It's really campy. A lot of people apparently say that it's like one of the best ones because it kind of just is fun again and is it's tongue in cheek, but also just kind of I guess pays homage to like the original story. Whereas Five, A New Beginning, is like it's not even. It's not even Jason who is just dressed as Jason. So it's like the only Friday the 13th movie without Jason Voorhees. And it's just like, it's really like gritty and brutal and like very 80s. It's like the only one with like, this guy's like snorting cocaine. And it's like a lot. It's just, 
it's fun in its own schlocky way. It's definitely, I think, the schlockiest one. I enjoyed it for that, but like as an actual like fun good time, I definitely recommend uh, Friday the Thirteenth Six. Nice. <laughs> so those are my recommendations. Solid. I have not seen any of those. I didn't until this year, really. So I'm just like, oh, I should finally get around to that. Speaking of spooky things, <laughs> we're covering the craft, as we said. Yeah, Marion, when's the first time that you saw this? Like, what's your what's your personal interest in all of this? Tell tell me the whole lowdown. I think the first time I saw it, I think I was in like the first grade. First grade? Wow. Yeah. And you're not traumatized? No. <laughs> I thought it was cool, the fuck? Like, oh, you're tougher than me, jeez. I've been into that witchy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've just been, like, really drawn to that kind of thing. I don't know, even though I grew up uh, Catholic. By the way, I'm pretty sure a lot of Catholicism has its roots in, like, paganism. It, so, well, it does. They, they yeah. took a lot. When people wouldn't stop doing that, they would just take it under their wing. Like, this is ours now, by the way. It's ours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't like, like Easter and Christmas both originally pagan? Yes. Is that a thing? Easter kind, yeah. Actually, Easter, yeah. They just kind of lumped it in with the resurrection of Je- resurrection of Jesus, and then of course Christmas was very pagan. And then they put also Jesus was born this day, so it's Christ- it's Christianity Catholicism now. Yeah, and like e- Easter, Ash Wednesday, all those like the entire season of Lent, mm. it all depends on like moon cycles. So <laughs> you can't tell me that's not witchy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, transubstantiation, when, like, the priest is, like, holding up the bread, and he's just like, this is my body, and, you know, we're just supposed to, like, not believe that that came from, like, paganism, like, come on. Yeah, there's different versions, though, there's, like, like you said, transubstantiation, where people believe that, yes, now it has become the blood and body of Jesus, and then there are people, like, it's a metaphor, so it's still bread and wine. reformations and branches off the same tree but yeah i i saw it at a really really young age mm. but like i didn't really think much of it it didn't really traumatize me i thought it was really cool i'm just like wow imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I will say like the first half of this movie that's kind of how i felt the first time i watched it which was like four or five years ago and i didn't remember how dark <laughs> parts of this movie are um but i feel like if you're even younger like yeah like this is like a cool high school movie because if you're in high school you don't like process certain things in this movie that you're just like whoa that's really dark Mm -hmm. like include we'll get into it but just including some of the reasons for getting into uh the craft yeah their personal lives and everything like that gets pretty brutal at points but yeah i think my overall feeling on this this movie yeah so it's the second time i've seen this is just that I do like the first half a lot, and then the second half, like, I guess it just ends up being darker than I expected, and they all end up fighting, you know, yeah. as opposed to, like, becoming a real fun, like, witch coven and hanging out. Well, they, you get that for most of the And being movie. best friends. Yeah. And Nancy just the one that ruins it. Maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, what was your overall impressions, Connery? Because you've never seen this yeah. before, and you obviously have a wealth of Catholic knowledge, so. It's <laughs> very true. <laughs> what were you... <laughs> I liked it. It's kind of it was one of those movies where I I think I'm both slightly afraid of witches and they they make me a little nervous. Where I'm like, that's a lot of power, and you're tapping into something I feel like you don't understand or mo- most things, a- anything. Where I'm like, you're you're tapping into some juju, like like maybe maybe don't. I don't you don't know what's gonna happen. But the, the point is, it semi stresses me out to begin with. But other than that. I was able to enjoy it. I, I actually like the, the more dramatic and crazy it got. You know, you can call the shot and be like, you're using magic. It's going to it's gonna come back and slap you in the face. And of course, it does throughout the entire movie. So I was pleased where I'm like, they're not really, they're rewarded, but then there's payment as when like true magic, it kind of does it. So that's all. I enjoyed it. I liked it. <laughs> Fun time. It's another movie on this podcast that I uh, watched with Lily and she kept on commenting how it's almost strange that it's like a witch movie set in Los Angeles. It's like a very LA movie. And like my only reasoning really for that is like, like you'd think that would be like a very New England kind of thing, I guess, just in general. But my reasoning is just like, oh, it's probably just cheaper to shoot here. <laughs> but I also like that because there's a lot of scenery in this. It's just like, they're yeah, they're just driving down like Hollywood Boulevard and it's like all gross, just like it actually is. Like, Also, I found that it was really weird that a trailer park is on a hill. <laughs> like usually trailer it's parks like an all roll down the hill. aren't 
on hills. <laughs> there was a box dad in this movie. Definitely reminded me of like the step uncle from uh... Legally Blondes. <laughs> no, <laughs> Legally Blondes. Oh no, the not British the not man. British man. Oh, what? From Ready Player One. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, he, it's just like the iconic, like, alcoholic uh, father figure in the trailer park look, I guess. Yeah, bad stepdad. I watched that movie. I like the <laughs> I watched book. that movie, too. I never read the book, but I like that movie. I, Actually, I what am I saying? No, I don't like the book. I like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Jesus Christ. I read the book. I thought it was weird. There's like a particular line. The main character says like i i have like a soft spot for like girls with ukuleles or something Mm. and i'm just like oh god what is this i hate this (laughs) i think you know what i think the same author wrote this like poem or something or an essay about like girls shouldn't be sluts or something like that Mm. i don't know awesome i don't know i'll look it up (laughs) But yeah, I think I like, I definitely like the movie more than the book. The movie's fun. I honestly kind of uh, avoided the book. I don't know. The movie seems like it'll be fun. I can trust Steven Spielberg to have like at least a fun movie. Yeah, usually. You know, all the fun movies he makes like like Lincoln. Bridge of Spies. War Horse. <laughs> all um, the fun ones. <laughs> maybe not <laughs> Maybe not the best uh, choice of words, but he does make fun movies sometimes. When he's feeling happy. There's a lot of snakes in this movie. Yeah, snakes and rats and grubs. Including, I didn't know if there's some real significance to that one guy who, like, breaks into her house who has a snake. That's the same homeless guy who chases her down the street saying, I saw you in my dream. You were dead. Yeah, and then they run him yeah. over because of because of power. He's trying to warn her. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of dream sequences in this movie, including, like, a really, like, vivid, like, wrist-cutting <sighs> sequence. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, stuff like that, I think it would blow over me a little bit if I was in... If I saw this in anywhere from first grade to high school, but now I'm just like, you know, the full repercussions. Yeah. Especially when like they first find out that she did that. The other three yeah, girls, they're like, oh, you did it right. There's a box. There's a box. Just like, yeah, you did it right. And then she's just like punk rock. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> she needs Stop. help. Yikes. Yeah. It's some yikes moments. I don't know. High school's rough, man. I don't know. But it was set in like the 90s and like self-harm and heroin chic were in. Mm. So like. Yeah, it kind of it kind of lines up. Yeah, kind of checks out. Right, like it makes sense if you're being like a super like trying like high fashion <laughs> witch people who are also yeah, it's like fashionizing self harm and all this stuff. It's like uh, it's not so great, but but still, Nancy's creepy anyway, so it kind of makes sense for her to say that, even when the other girls are look more concerned. Yeah, she does. She, I mean, the whole thing is that she becomes she goes overboard with her powers, mm-hmm. so. Truly an Icarus story. Yes. <laughs> if Icarus blindly wanted power the entire movie. <laughs> Flew too close to the sun. Yeah. To the son of, uh, what's his name? Not the Filipino snack that you're saying. <laughs> Mamon. Right, but... Mamon. <laughs> Not Mamon, but Men- Manon. 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 Yeah, it's weird. Manon. What a weird. It's weird. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Yeah. Wait, so who is that? I think Nancy mentioned it as like just everything. Mm. Um, right. Uh, I don't. I, I don't really know. I equated him to Cthulhu in my head when they were at the beach and sharks started washing up on the shore. I was like, oh, so he's Cthulhu. <sighs> Got it. <laughs> yeah, I think she's really good in this movie because <clears throat> there's so many times, basically, where it really seems like she's going to go over the deep end, and she does. Yes. <laughs> she straight up throws that man out the window. I mean, like he's a very creepy, dude. Obviously, he's like sexually assaulting people, but um. The same time she throws him out the window and it's like, oh, that's that's when you've gone too far with your powers. But before that, throughout, like it just seems like she's getting more and more into it and more like violent about stuff mm-hmm. and like too powerful, you yeah. know, maybe for her even even her own good. Exactly, and even even socially with the group, she kind of has that like I'm the one in charge mentality. And as soon as uh, Sarah's her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sarah shows up, she feels threatened, and so as and that just amplifies throughout the entire movie. Even with Sarah, bit I kind of want to leave, and she's like, "Well, you can't leave, and stop trying to turn them against me because they won't." Like in Mean Girls. Like in it's pretty much witchy Mean <laughs> Girls, except you know, oh my God. Nancy murders people. There's a lot of parallels, actually, if you think about it. Hmm. Both are in high wow. school. Both are about the survival of the fittest in a girl group. Would either of you uh, ever casually drink your friend's blood? No. Um, <laughs> depends. Depends. <laughs> 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 I 
what day of the week it is. Yeah, it depends on if it's like a real like this is a real coven type mm. shit. I mean, I've seen I've seen some of my my closest friends naked. So like, it we went to a Korean spa. You have to get naked, okay? Yeah, like, it's. <laughs> I imagine there's a, the step further though is I'm going to, you know, you drink my blood right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you do it. Is that, is that, is that safe? I know. I don't like, think so. <laughs> not, I, I don't think so. <laughs> it's probably not good you know, for you. has a blood disease or something. It's bad. But during that scene where they're like drinking up that blood and they're saying all those like positive things, I'm like, this would be a really healthy moment for all of them. Just kind of like reaffirming things and being like, this is what I want out of my life. I will strive to be this. And then they take a drink of blood, Mike. If you just didn't do the blood part and you were just all sitting in a circle saying like little affirmations, that'd be really healthy. Yeah, for sure. Still waving the knife around as above, so below, but you're not like actually. Yeah, exactly. If, if you want to be real fun or dark with it, you can flail the knife around and <laughs> whatever. Um, I like the hair nightmare kind of thing. I mean, it's not a nightmare, but it's like the girl who's just like straight up racist. Yeah, and all her hair starts falling yes. out. <laughs> Something about her looked familiar to me. And then I looked her up and she was Marsha in the Brady Bunch something movie. But she, <laughs> I was I also uh, was watching um, Arrested Development and she's Sally Sitwell. In she Arrested is Sally Sitwell. Stickwell. Um, <laughs> She's in a lot of comedies and the craft. <laughs> comedies and the craft. But that was sad. But I like, yeah. Well, she had it coming. Be, she okay. did. She did have it coming. Yeah. She absolutely had it coming. They, they, she they literally just each... said, she literally said, I just don't like, you know, N words. Yeah. And I'm just like, <gasps> yeah. girl. That was, I was like, that is horrifying. <laughs> If anything, she's probably the person who deserved what she had coming the most, and she got probably the most mild experience of everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it would probably grow back, I would think, unless it's like uh, a lifelong. I curse, saw like sores like... on her head. I don't think her hair's coming back. Yeah, yeah. At least she didn't die, you know. She, uh, <laughs> I do like it when they're in the swimming pool or whatever. Rochelle is gonna like jump mm-hmm. and do the dive and everything, and like the girl, her hair is coming out more and mm-hmm. more. And like another girl's like looking at her hair and touching it, and then the, like the bearded coach comes over and just starts touching her like balding head. I'm like, what, dude, what are you Ooh. doing? I don't think you're supposed to be doing that, my guy. Like, like get away you from her. Touch the female students again, coach. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Everybody gets a little snow. I what's what's her name? Bonnie. Bonnie made me really sad for a long time. And like that scene with yeah. like them doing gene therapy to her, that's the part where like, and she looks like in pain. Yeah. I'm like, I literally audibly said to the TV, like, stop, 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 stop. And then she just like screams. I was like, oh, this is horrible. I, I don't know how yeah. painful that could be because like I've gotten tattoos and I'm mm-hmm. just like, can it really be that painful? Well, maybe the area is like sensitive too because it's like a burn. Very true. Yeah. Very true. And I don't know, that needle looked pretty thick. Her character made me really sad because she seemed like so nice. Like, mm-hmm. But then at the end, she was just kind of a bitch. Yeah, she gets very vain. And she says line where she's like, I was a monster for most of my life, so excuse me if I'm going to like live it a little bit more now. And I was like, eh, you have a point there. You have confidence now, and but you're still acting like a dick. Yeah. It's the origin of any like super villain. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... Society made me this way. Society. Um, <laughs> classic Joker mentality, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's interesting. I like the time that they spend going into why each person, uh, why each girl gets into witchcraft mm-hmm. and everything. Because, like, you know, Phaser, like I said, Phaser's box or Nancy's parents are, like, really poor. And also her dad, I guess both of her parents are, like, alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And, like, her dad's definitely abusive. Bonnie, yeah, she has all the scars on her back, which did they ever explain why? I assumed that they did a ritual and because they didn't have four of them, she got like horrifically burned, but that's just my own brain. Or she could have like, you know, had some mistake about some beans on toast and like the beans are really (laughs) hot. And she spilled them all (laughs) over her back back. and she's just like, oh no, (laughs) the beans. She fell into (laughs) She fell into a big vat, vat of beans and toast. Yeah. Oh, God. God, why is that such a British thing? Like, why do British people like that? Like, I gave it a chance once, and it's I was like, good. yeah, sure. I can I can get down with this, I guess. But, like, I don't know. A lot of British food is kind of peculiar. Moving on. 
I, f- I found it I found that I found it kind of to be the craft to be kind of a little nostalgic just because oh, yeah? like the the uniforms looked really yeah. similar to mine. <laughs> oh yeah, you went to Catholic school? I went to Catholic school and it was weird. Looking back, it was weird. I don't know. I just kind of went to Catholic school because I thought that's what my parents had wanted. Uh, but uh, yeah, looking back, it was just kind of weird. I had a uniform too, Mary, and it's okay. <laughs> I get you. Also, what's the deal with a nun teaching science? Yeah. I So <laughs> when I was in seventh grade, um, I, I was still in Catholic school. Um um this was i had a nun as my religion teacher and she said i don't believe in evolution and at the time i was just like ah, i don't care either way yeah i don't know i don't know what you're saying um uh she said i don't believe in evolution because we could not have come from monkeys because monkeys don't have souls mm-hmm. looking back and i'm just like what the fuck are you talking about because like it just Yes, I I I believe in evolution now. Ten years, uh, God, uh, fifteen plus years later, um, I just where what why 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 would you say that <laughs> monkeys don't have souls? Definitely pushing I, an agenda in at the Catholic high school. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, to them being in, like, Catholic school and having, like, their uniforms and everything, they definitely get so many looks out of, like, their one uniform. Yeah. They get, like, 20 different looks. You have to. And it's, like, super, super high fashion. You have to, Connor? Did you ever do that? Um, I know the all, all the women in, in my, my, my old high school, they would do a lot of variations for their, like, uniform outfits just for, like, you know, a different look, just so, like, it's not the same thing over and over. The guys didn't really... Have much to go. I had like maybe four different colored polos I could wear, and a button-up shirt that I never, an Oxford shirt that I never wore. But other than that, it was it was just kind of boring. There wasn't much I could do with like a short sleeve polo shirt. <laughs> maybe flip the collar if I was feeling bold. I don't know. <laughs> um, with just, my just my uh, my uniform, what I like to do uh, back when I cared. After I think by junior year, I just stopped caring. <laughs> but like when when I cared. <laughs> Um, I, we had the button up shirt and a skirt, a plaid skirt, and we had like this pullover, this V-neck pullover. And then over the pullover, I would wear like this long strand of pearls. Oh. They might've been real. I'm not sure. But like, it kind of, it kind of brought something like else. God, I remember when scene was a thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that as long as you had like your hair in that mullet and like really heavy eyeliner then you know you kind of stood out yeah you're cool you never wore a, a candy necklace no was that big <laughs> no, at your that school wasn't, it was not my thing no not my school um this is one of the things that nancy wears in this movie just like a straight up candy That's necklace right. as fashion <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I saw that she walked into the uh that uh shop with a candy necklace. Right. Just, you're going to get uh, an infection. <laughs> you're going to get an infection. <laughs> At least she's going to like, it's just going to smear on her neck. <laughs> All the candy. Some, like sugar residue. Like, yeah. Hey guys, it's Lily. And I'm here to talk a little bit about the fashion in the craft. So there's literally no way you can talk about this movie and not acknowledge the fashion in this, the wardrobe, um, and how unbelievably iconic it truly is. This movie was kind of groundbreaking as far as setting the standard for that kind of witchy teen aesthetic um, that is very much alive and well today and just 90s grunge in general. So I had never even seen this film until I watched it a week ago uh, with Tyler. And I already knew, I was already aware of the fashion in this movie. So yeah, I mean, everything about the outfits in this movie just 
make you want nothing more than to be a part of this badass girl gang and just it makes you want to go start a coven with your friends and just dress like this every day so the thing i find really interesting about most of the outfits across this movie not all of them but like a majority of the time where with the girls um they're wearing uniforms school uniforms and so taking something that could be potentially boring through the costume designer um and being able to create looks so unique to this movie um from that uh, is just so interesting and uh, I love it so much and I'm literally so obsessed and when I was watching this with Tyler I just wouldn't stop gushing over the wardrobe in this movie. So let me start off by saying that because so much of the 90s and 90s grunge uh, slash, slash kind of like goth inspired um, looks are just definitely back now you really could wear so many of the outfits like in any given scene on any given character but especially our four main girls you could wear them today and you would look amazing and very um in fashion i suppose so let's talk some specifics here as far as the fashion and accessories goes in almost every scene knee-high socks or um stockings Love it. Um, paired with like a mini skirt, a part of the school uniform, of course. Um, they're green and blue plaid skirts. And oftentimes at school, they're, it's paired with some kind of white top. Um, sometimes it's just kind of like a little tee that they're wearing. Sometimes it's like a polo, something with a, a collar. And it's just, it's so crisp and just classic looking and sassy and just cute and sexy like all at the same time and I love it. We've got some cute little cardigans in this giving me very fall vibes. This movie really got me in the mood for fall. There's a couple scenes where we've got some maxi dresses slash skirts. There's one dress in particular, I believe it's when Nancy goes to that one house party um, and she's kind of walking in the door and like freaking everyone out. Um, she's wearing this long black like floor length dress with these flowy long witchy sleeves and she's wearing her layered necklaces and rosary and dog collar and just I love it so much. So as I said accessories are such a huge thing in this and just jewelry in general there is so much amazing jewelry that really kind of end up making the whole outfit in a, a lot of cases we've got chokers obviously i mentioned the dog collar uh that nancy wears i love that they wear their rosaries like as a fashion piece basically layering it with other necklaces so cool there's some cross jewelry or and like upside down cross jewelry going on there's this one scene where they're walking somewhere in la and um i believe sarah is wearing a black beret and sunglasses and like black tights and like a black dress and it's just so chic and i freaked out when i saw that because i've been wanting a black beret for a long time <laughs> and i was like oh my god now i have to end by talking about my absolute favorite look of this whole entire movie it's a look that rochelle wears and i believe it's also on the um on the poster but it's kind of like when they're doing that uh, glow up montage where all of them are getting really in touch with their powers and things are going so great for them. And all four of them are kind of like walking together in a scene. And Rochelle is wearing her plaid mini skirt and these awesome suspenders and a button up. I think it's button up just a, a collared white shirt and layered necklaces and her knee-high socks and it's just mwah, amazing such a standout look so hot so cute oh so witchy 
so badass all at the same time. I just, I love that look so much. When I think of this movie, even before I saw it, I think of that look. So anyway, I think that's pretty much it to give a quick rundown of the fashion in this movie. I'll be back for the craft sequel, the craft legacy, to talk fashion in that movie as well, because I can only assume if you're making a sequel to a movie like this that has this iconic fashion, I'm assuming that they're they're going to pay a lot of attention to the wardrobe in that movie as well. And I mean, they better. So I'll be back next time um, to discuss fashion in the craft legacy. All right, take care. When they're in the witch emporium, basically. <laughs> I have that written down exactly like you said, Tyler. There's like witch emporium for the teen witch on the go. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I love those kinds of places, though. Because the people who work there are really nice. Yeah, it reminds me, like, I've never been into a store like that, but it reminds me of, like, Venice Beach. There's always, like, a lot of people selling, like, incense and not, not straight up, like, Wiccan stuff or anything, but it's just more that kind of vibe. I was, I was like going there. I haven't been there in a long time, but I don't know. <laughs> Should I just pick through the scenes that I like? I, like, I was, I was going to mention is, that uh, I'm looking through my notes and I didn't like Nancy from scene one she was in, which is only a few hours ago. But looking back, I was, I was like, ah, she's, she's, she's the bad guy. But she's, I couldn't have not liked her from the get go. And I'm like, oh, yep. My first line thing I see her is screw Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I liked her a lot. Like I've always, I kind of, really like Fairy Zabak in a lot of things. Uh, I think she's just so, like, she has such, like, a unique look. But in mm-hmm. terms of this movie, yeah, she's, like, a lot. She's very extra. <laughs> she's, she's like, uber goth, where it's, like, she's, like, very uh, hostile, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it's, like, it's that know. angry, like, I just want to hurt people kind of vibe to her. And I'm like, uh uh Yeah. Yeah. What an aesthetic to pull off. It, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one to pull off, and you have the attitude to match. <laughs> yeah. Brecken Meyer is a big douche this whole movie. Yeah. Who? Brecken Meyer of Rat Race fame. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has like doofy hair in this movie. I, I saw this. So, I, the algorithm on TikTok also gives me like witchy shit. Of course, it's going to give me witchy shit. So, it's like, there's like this thing that like a lot of like baby witches do, which is like a uh, bay leaf spell. You mm-hmm. write like your intention on a bay leaf and then you burn it up mm. so then the first example was <laughs> it's so funny um i want this guy in my ribs you know like because yeah sex, mm. <laughs> um, sex. <laughs> <laughs> but then like the person doing the tiktok she was like no 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 you have to have their entire name and their birthday wow so you say i want this person and their birthday in my ribs. Then you burn. <laughs> then you burn the bay leaf, and you wait for shit to happen. It could be any Kyle. Then it could be any Brad. <laughs> exactly, unless you put like the birthday. Yeah, because then it's more specific, and the last yeah. name will probably help too. Yeah, it could be like <laughs> that Kyle that you don't like. Yeah, in your ribs, Ki- which you don't want. Kyle Rivers, who lives like a block and a half away, and he's creepy as hell. <laughs> wait, what? What's the in your ribs part? <laughs> oh my god! What do you Did think you it not is? Pay attention. <laughs> What do, you, what do you think it means? <laughs> um, is there like is there a, a scene where they do tarot in this? No, no. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that because. Yeah. I mean, do you still do that, Marianne? I know you used to. I do. I do sometimes. Uh, I also do pendulum stuff, Ooh. but uh, tarot is what I do mostly most of the time. I've kind of been really distracted, so I haven't had time. Still learning. Solid. There's a also speaking of witch games, they have light as a feather, stiff as a board, and Sarah's the only one who's heard of it of oh, all yeah. of these women who are deep into like witchcraft stuff. I was kind of like, this is kind of yeah. funny that they don't know what that is. Yeah, because even Lily was like, oh, I remember stuff like this in like elementary school or middle school, mm-hmm. just playing those kinds of games. And then her mom's like, are you girls getting high? It's like, no, but they're just smoking inside their house. I don't know how normal that is because it's the 90s. I guess it's more But normal. you know, Tyler, they're getting high off the ground. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Dun, dun, dun. 
Yeah, that scene with Bonnie, uh, where she's just like, oh, take my scars, like they're trying to do mm-hmm. the one of the rituals. It's like, yeah, that's really stark, and you feel bad for her. But then uh, her and Rochelle just kind of like just totally take Nancy's side. They're just like following her. So they're just... And then at the end, they're like, oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> they kind of become like henchmen. They, they stop having their own identity when like the magic starts working for them, which is a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Because yeah. I liked Rochelle a lot. I have my notes here. Stop bullying Rochelle. She's the best one. And then she kind of disappears for a while. You'd think she'd like take down more racists or something. Yeah. <laughs> like really use it. I guess, uh, you know, Nancy, like I think she's a pretty cool character and how she's actually like pretty menacing and scary yeah um and but she's doing this kind of like very i I don't know about understated but i guess i guess in in context it is understated she's just like a dark fashionable (laughs) violent witch person Mm -hmm. i kind of wish she just did more cackling or something which she doesn't do at all but maybe that's just like expectations of the witch genre (laughs) she's too angry to cackle like she's not she doesn't take joy in what she's doing she has like right like a sadistic like you earned this and i'm happy to give it to you but i'm not gonna laugh about it yeah so this movie does it feels more realistic in a lot of ways like it doesn't seem so cartoony like it feels like this stuff could like the way the movie tells it feels like this stuff could actually happen in real life just because like i think it's part of like grounding it in like la and stuff too like where they're going to all these real locations combining that and there's no like special effects sequence that's really like out there it's pretty muted it's just like believable enough you know it's not like they're like flying through the sky or anything um and also just the special effects i thought were pretty dang good for like 1996 like there's a lot of moments that like when uh nancy's face turns into um sarah's the, into sarah's yeah and like back and forth it's mm-hmm. like oh that was pretty seamless like there's a lot of stuff that's pretty seamless and they just use a lot of i mean part of that is they just use a lot of live scorpions and snakes and maggots yeah. and stuff i don't like they're just everywhere it's like i don't know how great that is but there was no cg or anything that stood out to use cg or any kind of practical effects so i thought those i thought that was really mm. cool agreed nancy gets struck a lot by lightning much like uh, reese witherspoon's uh boyfriend <laughs> in sweet home alabama <laughs> where he makes art out of the lightning, <laughs> he makes art out of lightning. i would see that movie forever <laughs> Me neither. It's been you should, years. You should watch it again. It's it's fine. I was just, I was just <laughs> thinking about it because, like, I remember. I think it was the beginning of the movie, and like, she wakes up from the opening sequence, and uh, one of her coworkers was just like, "Oh, you have an accent when you talk in your sleep, or something." An accent when you talk in your sleep. <laughs> what about while you were sleeping? Do you guys remember that one? While you were sleeping? Yeah, that one's but, weird too. Yeah, I have not seen that. That's one of the John Turtletop specials. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's so many movies that I've watched, like, because, like, Willie's like, oh, I used to watch this all the time. And it just turns out that, like, basically all of those movies happen to be directed by John Turtletop <laughs> and she didn't know it. <laughs> like, the kid. What else can we talk about the craft? Oh, you know that pencil scene? Yeah. It's super influential. Like, I, as a kid, like, I thought I could do that shit. <laughs> Did you ever like, try it? I would, I would, so I wouldn't have my pencil, like, uh, standing straight up. What would happen, I would roll my desk, roll my desk, roll my pencil up and down my desk, uh, like, with my mind, <laughs> or so I thought at the time. <laughs> you do that thing where, like, you, like, push it, and then it rolls back, and you're like, I'm doing this, and you push it up, and then it rolls back down. <laughs> it's a flat surface. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had, um some kind of moments like that just being bored <laughs> in like junior high and stuff thinking that i could do something just imagining it to my point of fairies of Balk being like not extra not super extra in this movie i guess that that's me not remembering the last scene where she's just like in like the most stereotypical like insane asylum and she's just like ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah, i'm flying she... i was flying yeah i'm flying and it just made me think like mm, if they did make that like fifth batman movie with like if joel schumacher made that like third batman movie in his series which was a thing that possibly could have happened like i could see bears being one of the villains in yeah. that she'd be fun who, who would she be we, we can leave that question for another time i take this back never mind <laughs> <laughs> i'll go on a tangent we don't want to do that but i do really like uh like i guess the first half is more tinged with like darkness than i remember mm-hmm. um it's more serious too it's never really that light 
but I do like it when they're the four of them are all hanging out. And I guess just me personally, I don't like as much when everything's falling apart. And it feels kind of more like a '90s ish movie when it's like all the friends are turning on each other, like the girls are all turning on each other, and just like I, I don't know, is that just me? Like, what were your feelings on on like the last third of this movie, both of you? Mary, you can go first. Them fighting, like the coven in fighting. I felt, yeah, it was very typical of a 90s movie, but I think what I thought I thought was kind of impressive was they didn't seem to be fighting over a guy, mm-hmm. but then like... Yeah. They're fighting over their god who is also a guy, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. I, I didn't really think it was a turning girl against girl. Like, now he's like, girlfriends always end in disaster, friendships end in disaster or something, which maybe you could pull from this movie. I could definitely see how you could, but... I thought it was more like Sarah wanting out of a really bad situation because these girls keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And Sarah's like, yeah. I don't want to be part of this anymore. And they're like, well, then we're going to kill you. So, yeah, that was uh, that was really messed up. Mm. I, I don't know. It's just like, wow, you created a toxic environment and you want this person to stay. But because she doesn't want to stay, you threaten her life. Yeah. Like, going to want to fix that. <laughs> I guess it's both way. I guess it's both ways because they do like they just have to excise uh, Nancy from the situation, and then the other, um, and then Rochelle and uh, Bonnie just come back, and they're like, "We're sorry," and basically, you know, and it's like they can all be friends still, even though they also tried to kill her. Yeah, I, I don't think she's gonna be necessarily friends with them anymore. Like they'll probably be subservient to her out of fear because Sarah still has powers and they don't. Did they not have any? Yeah, powers in the end, they say we don't have yeah, any powers. Yeah. yeah, we lost our powers. I bet she lost her powers too, and then. Sarah like calls a thunderbolt down on them to make art. Uh, <laughs> to make I I just liked I liked uh, I liked when they get the hundred seventy five thousand dollars from the life insurance yeah. from because they move into this like very just like just like high rise apartment kind of thing yeah. and have like just like hang out and have like this like sleepover thing. Mm. It's just like I don't know. It's just fun. It's fun. Yeah, I always laugh at those things where I'm like, money can't buy you taste. That's the main giveaway here. <laughs> I wonder how much 175k is in 2020 money. Yeah, it's not. It's like they're just like living like millionaires all of a sudden. Like it's not like they pay. Yeah, million, it's like, not a giant windfall. At most, they could probably afford like yeah. a modest apartment, but they like set themselves right? up in this. And that's why I think I just think the mom doesn't really know how much 175 thousand dollars actually is or means. Yeah, it's like are they just like renting it and then she buys a jukebox? Yeah. <laughs> so just a lot of impulsive purchases. I mean, that's like a, a lot of people who win the lottery, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happens. It's like a lot gets taken out of taxes and then they spend like way too much on like things that they definitely don't. Exactly. I don't know. No, it's very true. That's just like what the, that's what like the story of that is, at least. That's what I always hear, mm-hmm. whether it's real or not. But You gotta just put that money away and make it make more. Are Do you mean, are you referring to alchemy? I'm referring to, are you referring to alchemy? <laughs> You gotta take that money and pull the lead from the money and turn it into gold. Classic office. (laughs) Alas, your wife. (laughs) Oh, Dumbledore. Oh boy. Uh, Is there any? (laughs) Is there anything else either of you wanted to talk about? Um, One of the things I wanted to say was, um, it is unbelievable. Of like that many snakes being in Los Angeles, because <laughs> I have been out hiking one time and I saw a snake one time, and I thought that I thought that snake was a stick, okay, yeah. a weird looking stick. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I walked past it and I was like, wait a second, that stick looks too weird. Mm. And then I turned around and it moved, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's a snake. <laughs> I've never seen a snake out in the wild before. It looked at you and said, natural camouflage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like more so they'd be like rattlesnakes or something. But it's all a vision anyways, right? Because they they make up that her parents crashed in a plane too. Like it's just all an illusion. It's just a glamour. Illusion. To to throw her off. Illusions, Michael. (laughs) Illusions, Michael. There was something I want. Oh, one of my again, one of my favorite things is the magic system in the, in this uh, movie. Where I like it a lot. Where they're like, what you put in, you get back threefold. And the fact that they put so much negativeness into it that they receive yeah. really bad things in return. 
which I was like, yeah. it makes sense. I feel like magic totally do- should work like that, or maybe even does. I don't know. I'm not a practic- practitioner. Like, intention is important. The way you word your intention is important. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I some- sometimes I'm, like, super careful, and I'm just like, with harm to no one, I want this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, I just watched The Witcher TV show not too long mm-hmm. ago, and, like, magic in that world, it's like, it all comes from something. It all comes at a cost. Yeah. So you have to, like, absorb something in order to use the magic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have something, it just takes it out of your body and you're, like, dying, mm. basically, by using magic. Yeah. So. See, that's cool. Uh, all this, like, different, uh, yeah, all this different magic logic is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, it makes me want to, like, do more research to see where it all comes from. Did they ever explain this in Harry Potter? I think it just comes <laughs> out of the <laughs> yeah. wands. Harry Potter. <laughs> how, how, how did Hermione do, like, an Oculus Repero out of nothing? I don't know. How? Maybe the wand is by properties, like made of the proper material because it's made of like a special tree and then usually has like the hair of a unicorn or like a phoenix feather or like something substantial and strong enough to maybe make consistent magic yeah i'm just thinking that jk rowling's gonna come out with something like super ridiculous oh well brace yourself (laughs) or she's hiding right now she's very much hiding right now She'll find some way to just, like, make all of magic offensive. I don't know. I can't. So I can't remember if somebody just, like, posted this on Twitter or if, like, this is actually something she had tweeted. But I'm pretty sure she had mentioned that witches and wizards, they just, like, poop themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes away on it. What? They I don't remember if this was a shit post or if she had actually tweeted herself that like before plumbing they would just shit themselves and it would just go away. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no one would do that. Everyone would think they're monsters. Where did the shit stain go? They can't just like in like summon a toilet. Like what the it hell? was before plumbing. You can't, like, po- you can't poop into a like a port key boot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Where does all the shit go? You know, because she she I don't know for some some period of time she was just tweeting like some after the fact stuff about Harry <laughs> yeah, Potter. This is real. Like I found it. I found it. Oh, uh, Entertainment Weekly. <laughs> January 5th, 2019 <laughs> reports. Um, J.K. Rowling's Pottermore unearthed stupefying detail on how wizards used to poop. <laughs> and it's the tweet is from Wizarding World, and it's, I think it's still up. Tweet. Um, it is. Oh, man. Hogwarts didn't always have bathrooms. Before adopting muggle plumbing methods <gasps> in the 18th century, witches and wizards simply relieved themselves wherever they stood and banished the evidence. Until the 18th century? <laughs> These are animals! <laughs> <laughs> but like what did everybody else do like why did the wizards poop themselves and nobody else can you did? imagine the year after they installed toilets and all the wizards are like i'm not gonna use that i'm gonna shit here and like the muggles come they're like what are you doing <laughs> oh my god that stinks so bad brett brett you just shit your pants it's gone now it doesn't matter why don't you do it because i'm not an animal well well these robes used to be white <laughs> <laughs> Also, if, if we're doing this whole method of magic where you have to something like if you just vanish away poop, like it does, it does. It, it, are they just hiding it, you know? But it's still really somewhere. Like, do they just launch it to this giant pile somewhere? Yeah, like, maybe like a hippogriff stall is just covered in shit or something like that. Jeez, or what? Ladies. I wonder if Jeez. what that movie with like I think it was Ben Stiller and Jack Black where they like. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying uh, envy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it called? It was like. I don't know, but you spray it and like the poop just fucking disappears. Yeah, um, man, it's like something. It was something catchy. It was like Pugon or something. <laughs> uh, oh man, I need to look this up. I'm sorry, everyone, that I don't remember what the product from Envy is called. The highly acclaimed film Envy. It can't be poopery. Poopery. That's an <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. Vaporize. That's Vapu what it is. Vaporize. <laughs> and then at the end, they're just like. Flan in a can or something. <laughs> let's just let's 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 cover envy. Sure. Let's just become an envy podcast where we only talk about this movie. We do like the scene by scene thing or the second by second. Yeah. <laughs> and we do a tweet by tweet episode of 
uh, Pottermore. That, that'll go over great. Yeah, it's, I think it's the right climate to start doing a Harry Potter podcast. Well, it's gotten to the point uh, in the podcast where we're talking about wizards shitting themselves. Uh, is there anything else from the actual movie we're supposed to be covering? Or should we call it a day? What, what oh, else man. about this movie? I don't know. It was fun. I'm looking forward to uh, the Craft Legacy because it'll. I, I'm very interested to see what like, a 2020 version of this mm-hmm. is, for sure. It's interesting just covering Twilight, and that's like such a late 2000s thing, so specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's like interesting seeing like a 90s supernatural movie, and then well, it's like a high schoolish kind of movie too, and then going to see what the new one's gonna be like, which comes out on October 28th. Spooky, spooky witches all around. It was interesting. I enjoyed myself watching it. Gave me a lot of anxiety, but still a fun, good horror movie watch for especially this October season. Yeah, it was really good. I watching it again was, you know, refreshing. I guess it was. There's a lot of there's a lot of looks. Like I, I know Lily was saying, like there's always like I'm sure this was a huge Tumblr thing. Like it's such like a cult movie, especially like the fashion. Mm-hmm. And she said because she's on Pinterest a lot, that she'd always run into stuff on Pinterest. Mm. Um, just all the, all the looks from this movie. So if anything, this movie serves looks. <laughs> it, serves it does. Looks. It really does. Yes. On that note, Marion, do you have anything to plug? I do not. Just follow me on Instagram. Marion is magical. You'll see me post uh, me doing pole tricks or struggling to do pole tricks and stuff I cook. Nice. What about you, Connor? You enjoy the sound of my voice, and you also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You might enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing podcast hosted by me and four other amazing friends, and we play the Starfinder RPG, and it is so much fun. Listen to it. Over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. <laughs> uh, great, and I have one last note about this movie. Okay. I like that there's just a bunch of dead prosthetic sharks on the ocean. On the, uh, on it the was beach. great. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> it's very important to bring that up. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Twain's, T-W-A-Y-N-A-D. Just posting pictures of photo shoots I've done. Follow us at FranchisePod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can listen to this podcast. I mean, you're already obviously listening to it somewhere, but you can listen to us now on so many different platforms, including Stitcher uh, and... I forget all the other ones. <laughs> There's a lot of them, though. We're on some obscure <laughs> There's ones. There's a lot of them. Please rate and review us on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. It'll help us grow the show. Uh, thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Mavorka for our music. And on that note, hail to the Guardians of the Watchtower of the East. Hail to the Guardian of the Watchtower to the North. <laughs> oh, man. Hail to the Guardians <laughs> of the Watchtowers of the South. We have no fourth. <laughs> yeah we need a fourth. fourth oh no come be our fourth come join us yeah come and join us on this podcast now you have to say it listener that's our fourth <gasps> the listener you're our fourth come on say it say, say, it, it. say it whatever direction's left say it now in front of a mirror with a lit candle yeah. and if you don't say it we, since there's only three of us we'll all poop ourselves because we're wizards <laughs> and, and then we'll die because magic sucked us up. Alright, goodbye everybody. Bye-bye. Bye! <laughs>